Hello and welcome to New Mexico Castaways, the enchanting audio companion to the enchanting show New Mexico Cast, which is a video, visual television show and uh, one time, long time uh, video podcast. So hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. I am Rosalinda Roman. I'm your host and the primary rambler to which I generally call this uh, Rosalinda's Ramblings a lot of times. That's my nickname for this podcast. So I just have so much to talk about that I don't even know where to start. So you can expect a lot of rambling in this episode. If you do like my ramblings and uh, whatever I have to say here, and you want to follow me or my family on other um, social media platforms, you can always find us on Facebook as New Mexicast or on YouTube as New Mexicast TV. So if you don't know and you're new to this podcast, uh, my former claim to fame was a broadcaster, a longtime television news reporter and anchor. Uh, my last job was main anchor in Monterey, California, before I started a family, in which time I went the independent route and started this show called New Mexicast. But now... It seems that our claim to fame as a family is that we have moved onto a 45-foot sailing catamaran called the Dawn Treader. Now, uh, you may hear me making lots of noise while we while um, I'm recording, and that is because I'm packing up a hotel room to head up to Walt Disney World and um, a gymnastics meet that my daughter has up there. But the reason I am in a hotel room is going to, I guess, be the subject of this episode. My family has had a crazy run of it. Yesterday made 140 days that we've officially lived on this boat, but we have probably only spent about half that time actually on the boat because we've had one crazy thing after another happen, and we've had to evacuate twice Plus, we've had a lot of travels and other things come up, so we just, and we've had a lot, lot of visitors and things like that. So it's been kind of a very interesting first four months, and I will tell you now about why we are living in a hotel. We were at Walt Disney World two weeks ago, just as a family vacation. The reason we're going this weekend is because of uh, my daughter is a competitive gymnast, and she has a meet there. But two weeks ago, we were at Disney, and we got a phone call from the marina where our boat is stopped and has been for probably eight months. It was there before we actually moved on to the boat. But anyway, we got the call from the Riviera Beach Marina that there had been a fire on the boat next to us and that uh, they weren't sure if there was damage to our boat or not. So that's the call we got when we were at Walt Disney. and. Once we started getting the pictures from other uh, nearby boaters, it was uh, very scary and upsetting. So we're not talking about just a little fire on the adjacent boat. We're talking about a fire that burned the boat to the ground, to the waterline, and then the boat sank. And it was probably eight feet from our boat, and it was crazy windy. One of our neighboring boats took video, which I eventually uh, got the chance to see, and it was harrowing and upsetting and crazy to think about what could have been, what did happen, and the fact that we, we really dodged a bullet. Now, I'm going to back up a little because I know it's been a while since I've really been recording consistently, um, and that is in large part due to the fact that 
we have had to evacuate right before that. I guess, let's see, probably two weeks before that, we had to evacuate our boat because there was a massive hurricane heading directly to toward our boat and the marina in West Palm Beach that we are docked in. We had to secure the boat as best we could, and we had to leave our boat thinking that we would probably never see it again. So that was two weeks before this, and now we get the call that there's a massive fire, and they weren't sure what the state of our boat was going to be when we got back. Meanwhile, let me just kind of tell you on a personal note, so this is kind of the, the bigger, larger story, but the thing that I don't talk about in a lot of the videos, because I don't want people to know that I'm there by myself, is that I've had to deal with a lot of this while Nathan, my husband, has been traveling. He is, it, it just always seems like October, November is the busiest time of year for his business. And he left when we were at Disney and we got the call. He had to fly out the next day to New Mexico where he does his clinical work. He's a physician. And once a month, he still goes to New Mexico, where we came from, to do clinical work, his doctor work, basically. So we came back, the kids and I came back to the boat from Disney, and it was overwhelming. You know what? I'm going to play really quickly here, just kind of a clip from the audio from the live shot that I did when we got back to the boat. So I'm going to take a break, play a little of that audio so you can kind of hear what that, uh, what that moment sounded like. And then I will come back and talk a little bit more about how that all went. Okay, so I'll be right back. We just arrived at the marina. I'm Rosalinda. I'm here with Ziva, Miss Allie, Hi. Samuel, and Ahava. And we just got back from Walt Disney World. Um, we got a call from the marina that the boat right next to ours uh, caught fire and burned all the way to the water line. So uh, this is going to be our first experience uh, seeing what can't we see. But what smell what? through the camera? Can you say that again? Good thing you can't smell through the camera because, like, look at how far we are away from the boat. Well, I haven't shown it yet, but well, we're pretty far. You'll see, like, like we're on the other side of the dock, and it's really bad. So I don't know how our boat will do when it's right next to it. Right. Hi. Hey. We are. We're gonna go to the boat. He's wondering why the boat made a horrible smell. Samuel, it's because it burned oh, yes. down. Let's go check it out. Come on. Fiberglass and resin. So. It did. You're gonna see it, Samuel. Oh, they raised it. All right. So what uh, the dock person is telling us now is, see, you can see the boat right there. Um, the dock hand was telling us that um, it was all the way under the water and it, they raised it. Um, but look, that's our boat right there. So we're going to walk over there. Um, you want to tell what it smells like and what's going on? Uh-oh. Uh the smell gives me a headache. So we're really worried because um, we haven't been back since this happened um, and we're not sure we will be able to stay on our boat. Uh, this is obviously something to collect the uh, gas. You can actually see it in the water. What did you say, Samuel? 
people. You think our boat is invincible? What? It hasn't. It survived between two things. What? What things? Hurricane and a fire. You're right. Let's keep it that way. It smells kind of smoky, but um, we had a friend come and open up. Uh, I mean, uh, turn off the air conditioning because so much oil spilled okay, into the water. Hey, don't, 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 don't go, uh, get on the white couch. Um, so much oil and gas spilled in the water and our air conditioning is um, cleaned. It has a, a cooling system using seawater. So we were, they were afraid it was gonna pump the, um, that into our uh, air conditioning system. So they turned off our AC. So it does smell smoky, but it smells just as smoky outside, so it's no worse in here than it is outside. For those of you that are a part of the New Mexico Castaways crew, I have posted the whole video of that Facebook Live as a bonus there if you want to go check that out. If you are not yet a patron, but you are interested in bonus content like photos and videos of some of the things that I talk about here on New Mexico Castaways, please consider joining us. It is the amazing community that supports this show. Just go to patreon.com slash newmexicast or newmexicast.com slash crew to join us. All right, now back to the episode. Uh, I should say that I apologize for the audio uh, quality of this recording. In general, I guess I should have said that up front. I am recording with my new headphones, which I totally, totally love, but which, as I'm hearing it, it's a bit echoey for you, the listener. So I apologize for that, but I'm in love with these headphones because I'm sitting here packing up my hotel room and they're just kind of sitting around my neck and not in my way. So I apologize for the tinny or echoey sound quality, but if you like this content and you want to keep listening, um, I apologize, but this is probably how it's going to sound uh, most of the time until I figure out a better solution to get the, the better mic to do these recordings. All right. So. Going back to the audio of our return to the Don Treader, which is the name of our boat, after the fire that destroyed the boat beside ours. And it was incredibly emotional for me uh, being there by myself. Well, I wasn't by myself. Let me back up. We had our amazing babysitter, Allie Miller, who has just really stepped up and helped me uh, in the middle of the chaos. She's a young woman who... We found through Sitter City, after our previous liveaboard nanny decided to head back to New Mexico, um, which we were very, very sad about, but uh, we eventually found another sitter who does not live with us, and she is here in Florida, just moved down from uh, Pennsylvania to start her next part of her schooling here in the West Palm Beach area. So thank goodness for Allie, because she, at that moment, when we got back to the boat, she took the kids to go get ice cream while I dealt with just kind of the the reality that we would not be able to live on our, our boat for that, for at least we know for how long. So uh, we got back, and part of the problem is my daughter, Ziva, one of her biggest fears in the world, probably the biggest fear she's ever had since she was a little baby, is fire. She's just really, really afraid of fire. It's just... I don't know if she was born that way. <laughs> and she wouldn't even come on the boat 
she was so upset by the whole thought of the fire. And when we got back to the boat, she did not even want to get on the boat. And that was obviously the first upsetting experience. Um, and then the further we delved into what the boat looked like and just the emotional toll that everything really was taking on us because we we had been evacuated just a couple of weeks earlier. And so maybe three or four days after we got back from the hurricane, or maybe less than that, I can't even remember, we had a some men on our boat trying to rob the boat, trying to steal our electronics off of the boat. We had to call the police, and it was very, very scary. And we have had all these situations where we just don't feel safe and secure in our home. And, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people think, well, it's, you know, it's a boat, uh, but it's, it's our home. And so we just moved on to this boat, and already we've had all these traumatic things that really feel overwhelming uh, for us adults. And you can only imagine what that has done and how, how that's perceived by the kids. So it's been a really strange time for us because we're trying to help the kids feel like things are normal. Another part of what is so not normal is they're not in school. We started boat schooling, uh, homeschooling, or we call it boat schooling, when we moved onto the boat. And so they don't have normal routines. They don't have their peer group to, you know, kind of vent all this to. So there's a lot of intense emotions that are coming to the surface just by nature of what we have gone through. And none of us really have our support system around to deal with that. I'm not trying to complain. I'm just trying to point out that it's the beginning of our boating adventure has been anything than what we envisioned when we embarked on this process. And because of that, um, we're trying really hard to take it slowly and help the kids through it, help us through it. You know, I mean, when you're in a relationship with someone, my husband and I are almost going on 20 years in December, we will have been together 20 years. Even that, with that long-term relationship, it's still, you know, going through this process and having traumatic things happen, and then having to kind of come back to the center and help your family figure out, you know, what to do it's, and how to, how to process all of this stuff. It's been very intense for all of us. I think everybody's feeling it, and I'm proud of how everybody's managed and adjusted to these crazy times that we've been living in. But anyway, so that's, that's kind of where we are. We're trying to just kind of process things, not pull them out of proportion and keep some kind of normalcy for the, for the kids and for ourselves. But the reality is I was kind of looking at my, my five-year-old son who's acting a little out of control recently. Just he, he's kind of escalating his behaving, you know, just kind of acting out. And I was like, what is going on with him? And then I stopped myself and thought, you know, the reality is there is nothing stable in his life right now. His birthday is coming up and he keeps saying, I wish we lived in New Mexico so I could have all my friends come to my birthday party. So he's, you know, had to say goodbye to his friends and he has had all these crazy things happen. He's not in school, so he doesn't have a new group of friends to replace that. And uh, it's just been really a lot for a little person to process like that. So I try to 
keep that in mind as I move through these experiences and remember that it's a lot for him and all of us to process and to, to really leave space for us to process that appropriately and not overreact if things uh, don't seem like they're going the right way because they have, we have moments. I mean, try being in a hotel room for days and days with three kids. So anyway, that's what we've been doing. We've had some, and, and let me kind of point out that from this craziness, you know, some people have said, well, you know, it's, this is, you've got some run of bad luck. Well, yes, there have been some things that have happened. I mean, we had our house just right after we moved onto the boat, our house in New Mexico was threatened by a wildfire. And I haven't even mentioned that three days ago, our home in New Mexico was robbed. <laughs> I just like when I say it out loud, it's almost comical how many things that are bad have happened. But when I'm processing it all and trying to really figure out how to move forward and, you know, you have moments where you think, oh, my gosh, maybe I shouldn't have moved on to this boat. When I stop myself from that negative spiral and remember that through it all, all of the people um, involved in these situations are OK. Nobody's been killed. Nobody's been injured. There's no, you know, other than the emotional trauma of dealing with this stuff, we are intact and okay. And that's saying a lot because we've been through many, many things. And not just us, the people involved, like the, the boat that burned, nobody was on board. Uh, that could have definitely been a deadly fire if someone had been. Our house being robbed in New Mexico, no one was in a house at the time. So luckily there were no confrontations on that front. And even when the guys came onto our boat, by the time, so we flipped on the deck light because it was in the middle of the night. And by the time they jumped off the boat and we got to the deck, they were running away. And so we didn't get hurt. I had a moment where I was in a sheer panic thinking that maybe they were going after my kids and um, turned out Ziva was in the bathroom. <laughs> so it hasn't been without emotional distress, but I just want to always remember that a, it could have been much worse. And when people say, oh, you've had some bad luck, you could look at it the other way, that we've had some amazing luck, that when these bad things have happened, everybody's okay. So I'm going to choose to look at it that way. Needless to say, a lot of the work that I have done in the past, if you guys have followed any of my uh, professional work, a lot of that is absolute hold. I have not done any stories, nor do I have any plans to anytime soon, because the reality is the story of my family and our life right now is where my focus is and, and needs to be. Um, I feel like that's my biggest challenge and most important work that I can do is to help us all navigate this successfully. So I'm going to take a little break and come back with hopefully the wrap-up of uh, what's going to happen next. Okay, I'm back, and I was just taking down some of the decorations from here in the hotel room, and I thought I should mention that part of the, the funniest challenge from all of this is that 
it's a, t- a very busy time for holidays and things going on, including Halloween, my husband's birthday, and coming up, Samuel's birthday is coming up in a few days. And so living in a hotel and having all this uncertainty or living with friends, we stayed with, I think I mentioned, we stayed with uh, some of my daughter's gymnastics teammates' friends with their three kids and their family for three days. And that, that was so gracious and amazing. That's the other positive from all of this is we came here not really knowing anyone other than I have a cousin here and uh, Nathan, uh, his cousin lives here. But as far as like families with kids our ages that, that we would interact with and all that, we don't really know anyone. And so it's been really nice to have all these amazing people step up and help us who don't know us. <laughs> they just said, if you need a place to stay, you can stay with us. And I begrudgingly accepted because I'm always like, oh, I can do it. I can handle everything, right? I'm one of those kind of people that I'm just used to taking care of it. And so with this family, the Strayer family, and uh, they offered, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take them up on it because it is very hard to do it all alone, and we'll see how it goes. Well, that has been an amazing benefit of this experience, and that is to you know make new friends and feel like we're not alone in this and be reminded that uh, we're not alone. But through the holidays, um, we also had another family who, when we evacuated for the hurricane, they stepped up and helped us by taking some of our stuff from the boat, because otherwise we would have potentially had to just leave it. Um, So, you know, there's all these people who didn't have to help us, who just stepped in and said, well, what can we do? How can we help? And so that has been really um, a wonderful thing that's that's been a side effect of all these crazy experiences. So the decorations, my kids and I just, it kind of is reminiscent of when we lived on a boat back in 2009, because it's a small space and you have to get creative. We don't have all of our Halloween decorations and things that we would be putting up at this time of year, which I love Halloween and my kids and I get into it. And even my husband is very, a very good sport and participates fully. So we made decorations in the show notes. I'll post a link so you could see what they looked like. So we actually made homemade decorations for the hotel room. And we also carved pumpkins with the friends that we stayed with. And then for the, my husband's birthday, we made a banner. Um, He was just coming home from another trip And so we made a banner that said, welcome home. And then you flip it around and it said, happy birthday the next morning. So they're all homemade, handmade, and and kids really enjoyed doing that. So I feel like even in the middle of the chaos, we can find ways to make it normal and okay. And I said this before, and I don't know if I've said it on this podcast or not, but when I feel like things are just out of control or, or especially in the kids' lives, things are feeling out of sorts, I try to remember that I'm the most stable thing. So it's not necessarily having the perfect routines that never waver or being obviously in a school setting where they know what they're doing and at most moments throughout the day. That we don't have. But what we do have is the stability of knowing mommy is there (laughs) and I'm going to be there through uh, all the craziness. 
and daddy will always come back because he travels a lot and that is very difficult for the kids and myself but um you know we're fortunate that it's not like with the military where they may be gone for a year or you know they in in some of the critical moments um like my brother is a marine and uh he might be gone um on exercises or whatever uh when his wife is about to have a baby <laughs> like we have more flexibility than that and the fact is when my husband travels with the exception of the trip he is currently on which he is headed to India for the for 10 days normally he's back with us within a few days and he does his clinicals uh he usually spends 6 days away but that's usually the longest which is still hard on the kids but again they know he's always going to come back and they know mommy will be there through the process which i have to say because this is my place to vent and share you know my process i will say that's hard when i have that desire to still get my work you know get back into the work that i love and and really do that but i do know that this is finite and there'll come a time again when i can I'll have too much time to focus on work, right? So I'm trying to be present and enjoy the process even in the middle of the craziness uh so that I can be there with the kids. Speaking of which, I think it's time to wrap this up because they are wrapping it up with volleyball. Miss Allie has them there so I could pack up the room and we're going to head to Disney. And the added bonus is I think my mom and dad are going to join us in Orlando. because my sister works for United Airlines and that means my parents fly free. So they're going to come down and hopefully watch my daughter compete in this very important meet. It's the last chance she has to qualify for state after all this time and energy she's put into this endeavor. The pressure's on. And of course daddy's not going to be there cuz he's going to India. So I'm really happy that my parents are coming. to cheer her on and to support me in the middle of the craziness although it might make it a little more crazy since I don't know where we're going to be when we come back from Orlando I didn't even get into the details of the survey and why things haven't quite moved the way they're supposed to in terms of getting us back on the boat but that will have to wait for another episode because right now I need to finish packing so I can go see Mickey Mouse All right, talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please go to iTunes and leave a review. Uh it helps me out and spreads the word. And in fact, please do spread the word. Tell your friends. And um that's it. Or you can send me an email. rlr@newmexicast.com. Take care. Have a great week. And uh that's it. I'm Rosalinda Roman.